0: The whole like worship was worship one or, like worship volume one, that whole album. I just can see it like vividly. My dad is a chiropractor and he had a TV in his practice and he had the live DVD and it was like Michael W. Smith at the colorful piano. He had like the boys choir on stage. So of course like Anya Stay, like his version of that, um, breathe. I I don't li- draw me close. <laughs> I she just can't great. like any of his songs. I mean, like even like "Friend to Friend Forever." Like, come on, that song was on MTV. He <laughs> was out here, was out here crossing lanes. Okay, <laughs> give this man the credit he deserves.
1: Yes, <laughs> I'm with you. I'm with you. No. I'm imagining walking into a chiropractor and seeing Michael W. Because you can tell I'm Australian. Because it
0: would be like, what is this? That's <laughs> the best. Yes. Oh yeah, my dad did have my dad did have patients they are like, What's going on but
1: <laughs> experience the peace but, of God before you get your back fixed
0: yes, he's like, listen, you want to get healed or not <laughs>
1: Hello, welcome to episode 107 of the Between You and Me podcast. This is a place where we talk to music makers about the things that hurt, heal and change us in evangelical culture. And this week, we turned three, which is pretty mind boggling and amazing. So thank you to every single person who has been with us along the way, whether you just joined or whether you've been with us since day one. I'm just amazed that we've created this community, that God has done so much healing, that there are people who are willing to share their stories really authentically. My name is Jessica Morris. I'm a music journalist. This episode is brought to you by our friends at JesusWired.com, your number one source for Christian music news, reviews, and interviews. Today's guest is an upcoming artist, but honestly, she's just had so much experience in the industry that she feels a lot older than she is. Anna Golden is 25. She just released her debut album called Peace um, under a sort of smaller label that Tasha Cobbs-Lenard runs. And this album in itself is really special because side A is worship tracks, like all live. Side B is studio cuts. And so Anna is just so versatile. In our conversation as well, she is just so funny. She is so full of wisdom. Like You know, normally I grab a couple of inspiring moments to like quote. There were so many quotables from this chat because Anna just kept coming out with things like vulnerability calls to vulnerability. I was like, I need to put it on a t-shirt. Anyway... I'm really excited for you to hear this chat. I loved editing it. It was so much fun. We chatted a while back, um, and I'm so glad that you can now hear this because Anna's album, Peace, the deluxe edition, is now out. Um, So you can get the deluxe edition for Christmas. All right, so new friends, you're about to hear a short bio, the who, what, when, where, why of Anna Golden. Then we're going to leap straight into this amazing story and this amazing singer. Meet Anna. Grammy award-winning powerhouse, Tasha cobbs Leonard calls an upcoming musician a relevant and necessary voice to this generation. You sit up and you notice. And when it comes to Anna Golden, this attention is absolutely warranted. Hailing from St. Louis, Missouri, Anna always loved to sing, and her siblings were all in showbiz, which actually led her to follow the same path. Her soaring vocals meant she quickly earned favour at places like Radio Disney, which... Makes me fangirl a little bit, and in audition rooms across LA. Yet, no matter how much success Anna had as a teen in the secular industry, her heartbeat was to worship and to lead. She didn't want the spotlight to be on her. And by the age of 18, Anna was actually leading the worship team at Grace Church in her hometown. Now, at the same time, Anna began recording and releasing her own music. No small feat for an 18 year old, right? Anna's first single, Take Me There, was an unashamedly worshipful track, and it has received more than one million plays on Spotify alone. It was followed by an EP of the same name, which went well and somehow found its way into Tasha Cobb's Leonard's inbox. As the story goes, Tasha Cobbs-Leonard is friends with a pastor at this church and reached out saying, hey, do you have any upcoming worshippers or people who inspire you who could be part of my new recording? When that mutual friend passed on Anna's EP, well, you could say that history was being written because Anna was invited to join Tasha for the Heart Passion Pursuit Project. And in that, she was actually featured on the track Gracefully Broken. How mind-boggling is that? Anna was then invited to go on tour with Tasha as a backing vocalist and went on to serve at Tasha's church. Now, when Tasha Cobbs-Leonard started her own imprint, Tealy Records, on the label Motown Records, Anna was an obvious choice for the roster. And after dropping the singles Peace and Birds in 2020, she received international attention when Anna sang a stripped-down version of Carrie Job's The Blessing on Instagram. She was joined by her sister, Liz Golden, and her friends, Lena Gomez. And the cover was shared everywhere, introducing the world to her single piece and a double album of the same name, which she dropped in May. Now, the great thing about this double album piece is that it has two sides, much like the vinyls of old. Side A features 10 stunning live tracks delivered in a fresh new way, similar to what you'd hear from Maverick City Music, Kerry Jope, or Steph Gretzinger. It all encapsulates an experience where you feel God. It also includes a duet rushing in with Tasha Coplanard and is a fitting bridge to Side B, a collection of studio cups suitable for taking a long car ride or dwelling in God's presence alone. Peace, the album, reached number 13 on Billboard's Gospel charts and it did so well this year that Anna actually dropped a deluxe edition in Time for Christmas. I spoke to Anna Golden about giving up a spotlight for God what it looks like to take care of her mental health, and why worship can't be defined by a single genre. You'll be delighted to meet Anna. She is wonderful, she is warm, she is bubbly, she is welcoming, and dang, is she talented. This is Anna Golden. Anna Golden, for people who have never met you before, who are you? Who is Anna Golden? What
0: a a grand question. Okay, so I was... Born and raised in St. Louis, um, I started. So I'm 25 now, but when I was like a young kid, I started in like the music industry. I was raised by like a stage mom. <laughs> So I have um, three siblings, and all four of us went like the industry pretty young. I think first time I was ever in Los Angeles doing auditions, I was six years old. Um, and both of my parents were worship leaders as a background. We always grew up in church. And the uh, concept of us like going into the music industry was like, we're going to be light in the dark place, right? So all of my siblings were musically in kind. We did all of that growing up, did stuff with Radio Disney and all that fun stuff when I was like... Up until I was about 16, um, when I was 14, I took my first internship at a church, and I was like, I love leading worship. It was it was what I really felt called to, and um, being on stages where people kind of put you on a pedestal, worship was always such a safe place, and it felt very peaceful, and it wasn't pressure. And I remember being 16 and like turning to my mom and being like, I want to just do worship music. (laughs) And I was like, okay, like all this that we've we've built, but that's all right. Um, and, uh, when also when I was 16, I, I was, uh, volunteering at a church and the creative pastor of the church was like, Hey, would you want to do like a full-time like paid internship? We've never done that, but you're so young. So we'll call an internship. And then, um, six months later, they offered me a full-time position. And then I was working, um, full time. And then in like eight months, I was in charge of the, um, entire worship department. We had a multi-campus church. It was like three or four campuses at the time. And, um, yeah, never really looked back, was always in full-time ministry. I never knew that I would like release music. Cause that was something that I kind of did when I was younger. And, in a different space um, and, and my best friend at the time was like You have this song, it's called Take Me There You need to play it Her dad had a conference of worship leaders And I ended up playing my song And then from there, just like churches Quite literally all over the world started playing it And I was so, so in cool. shock Because I was like, I didn't even finish writing the song yet Um, and then from there, just, I remember having this moment with the Lord of just like making this pact of being like, I don't like being an opportunist. I don't like pitching myself. I don't like promoting myself, things like that. And I was like, if I'm faithful to stay at his feet, he was like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna promote however I see fit. So from there I released my first single and it like charted and did things that I never even imagined it could do. It was just wild. Like, just like sitting back and seeing how the Lord just... I don't know, orchestrated everything. Um, this is obviously very, very synopsis of everything. But, um, and then when I was 20 years old, I got an email from one of my favorite worship leaders, Tasha Cobbs Leonard. She had just got married at the time and it was out of the blue. And I, I thought I'd signed up for like a email chain, to be honest, because it was like, hey, you know, like one of those things, like, hey, worship leader, we want you to be a part of our album, like, you know, inviting, like, to come to the live recording or something. <laughs> but um, it was actually, I went on to read it, and it was like, we, I listen to your EP. Um, my best friend, you used to work at her church when you were, like, 16, 17, and she, this is like crazy how the Lord just orchestrates everything, and she was like, I want you to come be a part of my record. I met her, it was like instantaneous, just felt like such a divine like relationship. And then the day of the recording, I was just like singing in like the little worship leader chorus. And she called me the morning of the recording and was like, hey, I actually want you to be featured on one of the songs. And then from there, just like took me under her wing. She started an imprint label um, in 2020. And I was her first artist to be signed. And we just released my debut album, Peace. The album um, this spring, so that's just kind of quick synopsis. Church kid, been in ministry forever, full time ministry since I was 16. Still loving it, still, still just believe in it so much. I love the church and I love being a resource to it and.
2: Looking forward to all that's ahead. Gotta see what you're doing. And you're not finished yet. Leaning in, leaning on to all that you've said. Gotta see how you're moving. And you're not finished yet. Pressing onward. You all that matters. Focused, and I'll keep running to.
3: That is
1: wild. I love that. I love your story and how you're living it. That is so so yeah, cool. Yeah, it's, just,
0: it's wild, right? It's just,
1: who who knew? It's like God just keeps putting new new doors in your path, and you're like, okay, I'll just walk through, and something amazing's there. That is so
0: I, right. cool. Oh, I love that. I know. It's like. He's really kept up his end of the deal.
1: Now, I feel like you sort of, you answered this a bit when you talked about yourself and your career, yeah. um, but you talked about like growing up in the industry, growing up, going to auditions in LA, being part of Radio Disney, which caught my attention because I love anything Disney related and Disney Channel related. Um, why, why did you choose to go worship over secular music, like pursuing a career like a lot of, a lot of other of your peers would have done who were in Radio Disney at the time?
0: Yeah, um, you know, I always, like I said, like being in the presence of God was such a safe place for me. And I look back and I'm like, wow, the Lord really had his hand on me. And I feel like, oh, you know, like when you look back on your childhood and you're like, was I more mature? <laughs> I'm like, I just remember being young. And you know what? I was 14 years old and I did a concert and it was one of my first times doing like a headlining concert, and it was a really big deal for me. And I had like a meet and greet afterwards, and all these little girls came up to me afterwards, and they were like crying. And I remember just feeling like sick. Yeah. And, you know, humans were designed to worship. We were created to be beings that give worship to our creator. And as a human, when you don't know where to direct that, you can put it on people. And when you're on the receiving end of that, it can just crush you and i was just honestly young so young but wise enough to feel like hey i think this could destroy me and um i love writing songs about everything i love secular music cuz i think that you know when you live like a Bible based life, anything that you create is anointed, no matter if it says something else, you know, it's just from that perspective of you. And I I always adore that. And who knows if I'd ever release anything like that again. But I just remember being young and being like, I think this is going to break me as a person and seeing my peers kind of going down that route. and, And almost having this like, this like pause of being like, I don't think I should be doing this right now. But, um, yeah, so that was kind of that was kind of there just realizing I maybe wasn't ready for for all of that and just letting the lord just kind of I don't know mold me in his presence at such a young age and kind of like a bit of um Christine Kane has this beautiful message where she talks about the dark room of like uh, developing film and how you can like make mistakes in the dark room and and nobody really can see it and be able to stumble around and learn who you are and I feel like that was so so key for me. Um, when I was young, I mean, like when you're in that age, like high school age, middle school, like you're just figuring out who you are, and to have like a sense of importance at that age is a little dangerous, and you can start to think a little too much of yourself, but that was just kind of the motivation when I was younger, just and I just always was so drawn to it, and I knew that feeling of that sick feeling I just never got when I led worship because it wasn't about me.
1: Yeah, that makes so much sense. Thank you for sharing that. Of course. I feel like that, no, at least hearing about it for me is such a rare experience to hear about it. But I, I so appreciate you sharing it and talking about not the bridge between industries because music is music and you, whatever mm-hmm. you do, it's for Jesus. But yeah. um, I can't imagine having those interactions with kids who are younger than you when you are a kid. Like that would just. Oh, yeah. Be mind boggling
0: in my like, head. Well, you're not, it's like you're not the human. <laughs> Your yeah, brain's not developed. Not, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, ah, uh, especially like being like a dumb little kid. Like, what do you do? You know, like, you see like older people celebrities now and they know how to like be like oh that's so sweet and like i'm just a kid you're freaking me out yes, I you. <laughs> you know what I mean? yeah so you're
3: so
1: you're late so hang on your first well your debut album is peace even though you've released an ep before this which is how tasha met yes. you um yes. can you tell me about peace i know that it's part studio part live recording.
0: Yes, it is. So there's two sides of the record. There's an A and a B side. And the A side is live and the B side is in studio. Um, And this was just really important to me because as an artist, as just like a lover of music, like even though I create music, I love music. Like Fridays when new music comes out, I'm everywhere. I'm always online. I'm like, I have membership to iTunes, Spotify. I'm listening to everything. And something that I realized in my own life is I loved – playlist because it combined all of my favorite things in one and I really felt like this mandate for this record to kind of build an album that's already your playlist because um, as much I love leading worship I love all that so I don't always want to listen worship. <laughs> it's like someone's just disappointed listening to that but it's true like I like listening to other things like when you're getting ready it's not like I don't want to be crying putting on a lash you know what I mean? so, so like <laughs> it was like, like yeah, there's a time and place for it all. But um, so having that second side of just songs that you can like be easy listening, but it also like feeds your spirit and feeds your soul um, subconsciously because it all is scripturally based and it's declarations over your life. It's identity, it's freedom, it's peace, it's healing. Um, but they're all just kind of framed a little differently and packaged a little differently. So the A side is songs you can sing on a Sunday morning in your church. The B side is something you can just like bump to driving to get your Starbucks or like getting ready to go out. You know what I mean? So just a combination of both, and I had so much fun. I actually co-produced my entire record, so I had fun on the creation side of things as well. Yeah, so just being able to get a little more – when you're in studio, you have a lot more liberty to do things and create different sounds. So it was fun to be able to encapsulate both sides of it.
2: And I found peace in the river I found peace by quiet streams And I found peace mountain I found peace in fields of green and I found peace in desert I found peace in raging waves and I found
1: Are you a creator? Do you like creating fancy slideshows for church? Or maybe you're a videographer, a podcaster like me. Maybe you just love creating things and you need amazing stock music or videos to fill the needs. That is where Soundstripe comes in. The team at Soundstripe are world-class musicians who have hired world-class musicians to create stock music without all the loopholes of licensing. Simply subscribe and you can select what track you want and license it as many times as you want. It's a great way to support artists and create world-class content. We love our friends at Soundstripe. We have been partnered with them since the first episode of Between You and Me, and we are so grateful for their support. If you would like to use their content or check them out, go right now to soundstripe.com and use the code UMEPOD at checkout for 10% off. That is the code UMEPOD at the checkout, and you will get 10% off. You're welcome. Hey, it's me again. Big surprise, I know. But you know what I love e- nearly equally as much as good music? I love a good band tee, And I love a good nostalgic band tee, which is why I'm a big fan of the Between You and Me web store. If you head there right now, you will actually find that we have throwbacks to some of the most iconic Christian musicians and plenty of ammunition for the next catch up with the friends you survived Christian college with or who also survived being a PK with. Go check out our T-shirts, our hoodies, our masks, because that's a thing in 2020, and even our phone covers or notebooks. We would love you to take home a piece of Between You and Me and remember wherever you go that you belong here, that you are a part of a family of misfits and worshippers and questioners and people who apparently like nostalgia. Go and check it out now at our website, betweenyouandmepod.com and hit the shop button. That's really, really cool. I was listening to it as I was getting ready for this interview um, and I love your voice, uh, but there's just this, this mm-hmm. sense of, I hate saying it, the pace of it. There was such a still yeah, yeah, yeah. a sense of rest to your music. Yeah. Um, even when I was playing it on Spotify without premium and it was jumping between tracks, it was still great. <laughs> I feel so like I so it was just what I needed to get ready and to feel awake and and like my spirit was being attentive to God. Um and huh. that was really gorgeous. What what track best represents you today in this season, if you had to choose one?
0: Ooh, that is actually I don't know if I've been asked that question. I always get like, what's your favorite song? Um You know what? A song that's really been speaking to me is a song America called There's a Time. It's on the live side and it's based out of Ecclesiastes when um, basically it's just laid out. There's a time for death and there's a time for life and there's a time for sowing and reaping. And basically this whole chapter is so intentional. I love that about the Bible. Like any single worry that we might have, we have this like manuscript that already knows we're going to go through these things and be able to like open it up. And it's like, oh, okay. And I love that scripture so much because it basically just reminds you that there is a time for everything. And I think even in the pandemic when, I mean, I guess Lord, we're still in it. <laughs> um, but like, I don't know about you, but like I had such a community of people that were like, we're, this is not a time to waste. We're going to kill it. We're going to start businesses and blah, 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 blah. And then like, then you get into like month six and you're like, oh my gosh, I had to take a break. And just to not have this pressure of I should be doing something that every season that we go through in life is ordained and that you can't have a harvest season without a planting season without a waiting season. And that everything is so intricately designed and to just rest in the fact of, okay, I know that I'm living a life submitted to the Holy spirit. I know that God works everything to the good of those who love him. Like I can rest where I'm at. Um, When I was younger, I always had this fear of being in the wrong place at the wrong time of like oh, I made the wrong decision. I'm in the wrong season. I made the wrong move. And this, then the Holy Spirit just kind of like walked through through this journey of like, no, you didn't. I'm right here. I never left you. I'm still like navigating this. And this, where you're at right now is important. You have to be there. You have to learn all these different things. So I would say that that's it. Like just going through, I'm obviously like in transition. I just moved to Dallas, Texas. And I'm realizing, you know, Like, man, he really did orchestrate all this. Like there is a time for everything. There was a time to wait and now there's a time to plant. There's time to grow. I love it. I just so, that would probably be the song. I love that. That gives me so much hope too.
1: That's really, really cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, In the middle of all that, there's such a sense that God is taking you on a journey and still is, but you've got such a connectedness to him. There's such a firm foundation Mm -hmm. just in the 15 minutes that I've talked to you, (laughs) this is my read. Um, um, How do you experience or encounter the peace of God in the middle of moving to a new city and having a bunch of people you've never met before now know your name and sing your songs and living through a global pandemic? How do you experience peace or find peace in that?
0: You know, when I started, like, the journey that was this album, never knew it was going to be called Peace, never knew that was going to be the messaging behind it. I went through, like, the most chaotic time of my life, and I and I honestly went through things that I didn't think that I, as a person, could handle, quite honestly. I mean, really in every area, <laughs> like, relationally, um, in my, like, work life, everything, and even church life. And I was like the most emotional wreck I've ever been. And that's like just so real. And I quite literally have like a mental breakdown. And I remember I went home. My mentors um, sent me home, which is so great. Like caveat, having accountability and mentorship in your life is like the greatest thing you could ever have. When I was younger, I used to see that as control. But there's so much safety in it to have people around you who are like, hey – that's not who you are. You need to, you need to reconnect to um, who we know you are and who God's called you to be. So went home and this is basically when the Lord gave me the song Peace. And I realized that there was this flaw in my thinking that peace was the outcome of a perfect equation of I will have peace when relationally everything's going good in my life when church life is good financially i'm good family life is good all these things and that is peace <laughs> like and i basically just went on this journey to realize peace is is not the product of an equation it's a person and it's a promise that never moves never Wavers Even when we put ourselves in situations of chaos, Um, the Bible says, even though I make my bed in hell, you're there. And I love that depiction because in that time, I didn't feel like I deserve peace because I chose chaos. But it's still readily available to you because God's grace is just so much bigger than that. And then now even going through seasons of transition, pandemic is still... Still alive and well. I know so many people who are, have been hurt so badly by all of this, and just to remember that nothing around me has to affect what's inside of me, because that is the one thing that will never—the presence of God, the peace of God—is the one thing that will never change. It will never leave you. It will never hurt you. It won't change His mind on you. Um, it's so consistent. So. That is such a grounding thing. And sometimes I'll be like caught up in the woes of the day and just have to like get down to like my piano or even like I turn on my song peace, or my whole record and I play it through and I think of all the things that he's done for me and I just reconnect to source and reconnect to, okay, this hasn't moved. This hasn't changed. So my hope and my peace and my faith doesn't have to change either because I can just hold on to that one constant.
2: You are who you say you are, you are who you say you are, you are who you say. Oh, cause I've seen you and I know that you are who you say you are, you are who you say you are.
1: hard so I'm just thinking of my how to phrase my next question (laughs) Um, how do you hold like you have obviously shared something really vulnerable with people um through this and Mm -hmm. from what I'm gathering like your journey to this album and even the days leading up to it was really was really vulnerable and, and sensitive in the sense that you needed to rest and heal and recover and stuff like that Yeah. now that your album is I know it's been out in the world for quite a little while now but now it's out there what is it like yeah, yeah. having people see in some sense all those parts of your heart that were so raw especially like right when you released it yeah yeah
0: yeah I mean there's always a sense of like nakedness when you release anything I mean, I feel like all artists would, like art is like, oh, it's a baby. It's like a piece of me. And it does feel like a little uncovered. um, But I think that vulnerability always calls out vulnerability. And when you can have those moments, I think of Jesus um, in the Bible when he first saw Thomas after he rose back um, from the grave and Thomas was like, I don't believe that it's you. And he was like, okay, but put your put your hand on my hand and, and feel these scars. Put your hand to my side. And he like peels back his garment. And I just saw like in the way that that just changed Thomas and he believed that there are times when you're called to ministry that you just kind of have to unclothe a little bit. You have to pull back. You have to show the scars and you have to even let people touch it and see like, oh, if, if. I I believe it now. Like if you healed from that, I can heal from that too. And I, and I started to see scars and wounds from just a different perspective of this, this way of being able to go first. It's almost a privilege. There's a movie. I don't know if you've ever seen this movie. It's called. haven't seen it, but I've heard amazing (laughs) things um, about it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Great movie. So um, basically a little bit of the premise he's on like, the game show like who wants to be a millionaire and um through all the questions he doesn't know if he knows the answers but as he starts to answer them he has like these flashbacks of like childhood even like horrific things that happened to him that gave him these answers and i felt like the lord gave me revelation through that is oftentimes our pain that we're able to go through is the answer for someone else and to be able to see that is almost a superpower of the things that we've been able to endure that we can walk others through, and um, just basically be like, "Hey, I've, I've healed from that, and I can help you walk through." I, I don't know if I if I had gone through life like untouched and unscathed, I don't know what I could speak into, but there are certain things that I know. Hey, I have authority in that area, and I can speak into that, and I have freedom there, and I fought for that. And um, that just gives you so much more authority. So I think that I've looked at it from a different place. I'm almost so grateful to be vulnerable in those areas because, like I said, like vulnerability, it calls it calls for vulnerability. (music)
2: had your doubts, your face been broken, heart's been scarred, you will keep your secrets, protect your heart.
1: When I was reading through your bio, I read that you used to love listening to Michael W. Smith songs when you were a kid. Um, I I get it. Yeah. So when you were a kid, what was your favorite Michael W. Smith song
0: to rock out to behind the scenes? Oh my God. The whole like worship was worship one, like worship volume one, that whole album. I just can see it like, Vividly, my dad is a chiropractor, and he had a TV in his practice, and he had the live DVD, and it was, like, Michael W. Smith at the Colorful Piano. He had, like, the boys' choir on stage. So, of course, like, Anya Stay, like, his version of that, um, Breathe, I... I don't, lit, draw me close. This is great. I just can't, like any of his songs. I mean, like, even like friend to friend forever. Like, come on, that song was on MTV. <laughs> he was out here, he was out here crossing <laughs> lanes, okay? Give this man the credit. Yes, hurt.
3: I'm with you, I'm with you. I'm
1: imagining walking into a chiropractor and seeing Michael W. You can, you can tell I'm Australian
0: because it would be like, what is this? <laughs> <laughs> oh my, yes, god. Literally. my dad did have my dad did have patients i'm like what's going on but experience a peace of god before you get your back fixed yes he's like listen you want to get healed or not <laughs> oh my gosh that is it's the rich. best i love your dad already um okay
1: uh so you have a cat what is it
0: Carl? i do Carl. Car- yes. Carl. Yes. Mm-hmm. I love. I love how people from Australia say Carl. Carl. I love it. And you know why? There's movie. There's a movie called Yes Man, and the lead is named Carl, and his boss is Australian, and they're like their dynamic in the movie is so funny. I love. I love it. Yes. His full name is Carlton, but he goes by Carl. His Carl- friends call him Carl.
1: Carl. <laughs> The sweetest thing
0: that Carl has ever done. God, I literally, once he's done, normal. You know what? This is like this toxic trait that Carl has that's been bothering me. So when he like wants attention, he'll start knocking oh, things does. off the counter. <laughs> yeah. So, and then like, I like will come in there and be like, what have you done? And he's like, he'll like look over and it's like the food bowl's empty. So then now I feel bad, but it's like you couldn't have like come to me. So it's like he almost gets away with it because I'm like, okay, like it's like little water fountain's not on. I'm like, my okay. so so my parents' cat
1: also has a little water fountain. Now they won't eat like my, my the dog and the cat. They won't drink non-running water. It has to be running. And oh yeah.
0: Hey, here's a fun fact. Cats can't see still water. What? not that crazy? So I used to get so frustrated when I had cats and be like, stop bothering me. They'd be like sitting in the sink. And I'm like, you act like you don't have a whole bowl of water. But then that's why, like, there's cat water fountains because it moves. And my they can brain see is just it. being blown so up. Oh, my gosh. Have- okay. I'll
1: remember that from yeah. now on. Oh, I will resent cat. the cat.
0: Okay. <laughs> my- <laughs>
1: It might resent me, That's but amazing. I won't resent it.
0: Um, yeah, the dog, though, yeah, can see she's, the water. She's
1: just living a high life now. She's like, we've got a cat, great. Yeah, yeah. she's used to it. <laughs> uh, My last question for you That's If you could go back to the day when you received the email from Tasha Cobbs Leonard randomly inviting you, dear worship yes. leader, to a worship experience, what would you say to yourself, knowing what you know now? Wow.
0: You know what? I would I would just probably couple things. Anytime someone gives me the opportunity of like, what would you say to your younger self? I'd be like, uh, relax, because <laughs> I literally I was like. Naturally an overthinker, naturally like a rehearser of conversations in my head and just be like, um, yes, so I'll probably think about this later. I want to text you and be like, hey, you know what I I mean? Um, So so real, but uh, probably just like relax and um, honestly a sense of like you were asked to be in the room. Like, like to, to rest in that there's often times where opportunities will come in our lives and we'll be like, I don't deserve this. I shouldn't be here. And it's like, you're supposed to be in the room. Um, And even like to any listener that's listening to this and you're in a situation, you might be like this imposter syndrome, which is what they call it of like, nobody knows who I actually am. Nobody knows if I should even, it's like, no, you're supposed to be there. Like God, God put you in that room. Um, So probably that.
2: to fight for your attention I don't have to sing at the top of my lungs I don't have to ask for permission For affection I've already won
1: ability to communicate from such depth like she's experienced some really profound things and yet we were able to minutes later start laughing and it was it was so cool it's a there's such a deep joy in Anna um, such a profound sense of self-worth that she imparts to other people um, and it was just delightful chatting with her so thank you Anna and thank you for this album it is a gift friends you can go and pick up Peace the Album the deluxe edition now on all your favorite streaming platforms. It's at all good music places. Uh, you can check out Anna on social media at Anna Golden Music, and you will find Anna online at Anna Golden Official. Make sure that you check out all her music videos. There's some beautiful live ones from her live recording, as well as some studio videos, which are just a whole lot of fun. Like I said at the start, Anna's just so versatile, and that's It's really cool to see that in one singer. Like she can't just be boxed into being a worship singer or just a Christian studio singer. She's just Anna Golden. That's really cool, right? All right. So that is all I have for this week's episode. We will be back next week because I have a whole ton of Christmas episodes, Christmas themed episodes that need to come out, which is why at the end of this episode, I am including a Christmas song by a band that we love, love and the outcome no we haven't featured them on the podcast yet hopefully one day but they just released a track called christmas lights it's a whole lot of fun and we love this couple so to close out today enjoy this track from love and the outcome this is christmas lights and friends i will see you next week here's to hope